is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, back for the final segment of today's show on Steelers Nation Radio. And today, just like any other day, is a show recorded in podcast format. And what does that mean? It means that wherever you get your podcast at, I'm talking wherever, anywhere. It doesn't matter if it's your house, my house, your cousin's house, anybody's house. Wherever you get your podcast at, make sure you type in Steelers Blitz. And that is Blitz, the only way you can spell it, which includes a Z on it. It's that simple. But if you subscribe to that, you will be able to get all this content commercial-free whenever you want it, however you want it. And that is the best way to be because we all want to be in control somehow. And maybe that can give you some control of hearing our content. It is that simple. But also, if you're subscribed, you get to, you know, get some of these episodes a little bit early also. So you don't want to miss out on that potentially either. And make sure you leave a review while we're at it. Five star, one star, no in between. We don't want you lukewarm. You either love us or you're going to hate us. It is that simple. We are no quiet in between. Taste. Yeah, we're in, a, we're in a quiet taste with standards, okay? Yeah, like my man Wes said. Don't mm-hmm. be sitting at the don't be sitting at the dance being all lonely. Uh-uh, don't be uh-uh. sitting on the bleachers all by yourself. All right. Uh uh-uh. uh. You you better come over here and call us good looking. <laughs> but anywho, we said it. We've teased it. It is here. It's mock draft time for the good guys. Oh yeah. So with that being said, man, I give you a little background. Um, we decided to go with our oldie but goodie. The PFF mock draft simulator, baby, because it does seem to be the most consistent. We altered the settings a little bit to make it a little bit more realistic, we think, from our perspective, because we know that at times PFF can be a little biased. But, yeah. but either way, I will turn the floor over to you, my trusted colleague here. What are we doing in the first round, man? What did your draft look like? What was your thoughts? All right. So can I be honest with you? Talk about it. I ended up doing two of these because <laughs> because the first one I thought was so unrealistic. Okay. Like, for example, right, on my first – because you sent me here, do all these settings, yes. right? Like, we, we did uh-huh. the same exact settings, the same prerequisites, mm-hmm. everything. Dude, like, Kenny Pickett was still there in the second round when the Steelers picked at 52 in my first one. Well, no, that's because PFF really does not like – PFF doesn't like Kenny Pickett. Yeah, they literally have him as like their fourth-rated quarterback on the list. Yeah, like they have Desmond Ritter ahead of him. They have Sam Howell ahead of him, I think. Mm -hmm. Listen, whatever you think about Kenny Pickett, I I think Kenny Pickett is is a pretty good prospect. Don't love him. Don't hate him. He's not going to be there at 52. No, I I 100% agree with you on that as well. In, yeah. Initially, I took let, – let's, let's just say it this way. I took Trevor Penning, the tackle, out of uh, out of Northern mm-hmm. Iowa first in that yeah. first one. And that's realistic at pick 20 for something to happen. Yes. Um, you know, I there was – Chris Olave was still on the board for my first one. I really thought about, you know what, screw it. Let's just go get maybe the best wide receiver in this class. Uh, Kenyon mm-hmm. Green was still there at A&M. Mm-hmm. You and I have talked about him a little bit before. Um and Malik Willis was the only quarterback off the board. So, you know, had those had those quarterback picks as well, too. Um, but I ended up going Trevor Penning in the first one. But like I said, when it was Kenny Pickett in the second round, I was like, all right, let's scrap this. Let's try again. Re-put in the setting. 
And for my much more realistic, I think, 2.0 but 1.0 Wesley Euler Steelers mock draft, I went with Malik Willis, quarterback out of Liberty. Okay, okay, okay. And who was on the board? Who was on the board then? Because, I mean, you gave us everybody that was on the board that first go around, and I felt you on all that. And I did kind of find it funny that not you, but people will slander PFF for, you know, Kenny Pickett being the fourth-rated quarterback. But then they're going to praise PFF for Tyler Linderbaum being their highest-rated center of all time. Right, right. That's all. I. It just, you know, just seems a little funny to when I think about it. It's a little, but it's anywho, a little inconsistent. Yeah, but um, anywho. <laughs> yeah, Linder, Linderbaum was still there in this one. Uh, all the quarterbacks, so I guess maybe I could argue that that was a little unrealistic too. All the quarterbacks were still there at pick 20. And I just, that, that's just not, not going to happen. That's not how the NFL works. But at least this one I thought was more realistic than getting Kenny Pickett in the second round. Um, Kenyon Green was still there. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum was still there. And Penning was still there. So for me, it was do you take the quarterback or do you take the offense? Oh, and... Our boy uh, Jordan Davis was still on the board as well, too. Mm, okay. thought, thought heavy about him, but I just I, I couldn't pass on Malik Willis at 20, so that that was the pick there. Okay, okay, okay. I like that. So for me, man, in my first round, I had Tyler Lindenbaum, Malik Willis, Devin Lloyd, Ooh. and Bernard Raymond on the board. So as I was looking at all those guys – I had to ask myself, I said, oh, and Jamison uh, Williams, he was also available. Okay. So I was asking myself, I said, man, do you go with the, who I think is going to be the best receiver of the class, but obviously you have to wait for him to recover from the ACL. I was like, man, I'm a little hesitant about that. Just seeing how we dealt with Zach Banner and even Devin Bush to an extent this Mm -hmm. past season coming off of injuries, just the uncertainty with those guys. I thought about Tyler Linderbaum, and I'm like, man, I know his tape looked really good. I understand he's PFF's highest-rated center, and you watch his tape, I like his tape. But my problem is this. He is very undersized. And our biggest complaint about Kendrick Green is he looks too small. (laughs) I just personally have a little PTSD with bringing in another smaller center. That's all because, to me, I think that, you know, Tyler's going to be a good player. But I do have some concerns when they line up a 300-pound nose tackle over him. What's that going to look like? He because he weighed 296 yeah. at the combine, and you know he put mm-hmm. on weight for the combine. Exactly. He's probably playing and, more like 290, 287. And, and, and I say, and I say, what happens if that's a Tyson Alu-Alu lined up against him? I just feel like it's a little bit different. So then from there, I looked at Malik Willis and Bernard Raymond. I said, both of these guys, I think, are going to be really good players. Both of these guys bring something unique to the table, and both of these guys could potentially address a position of need for us. Yeah. But I look at Malik and I say, man, do I think that he is QB1 this year? Do I think he comes in and beats out Mason Rudolph as guaranteed? I just couldn't say yes. Whereas Bernard Raymond, I say, man, this is a left tackle who – you see the top-notch athletic ability, a former tight end. He just started playing tackle, and he turned out to be a really good one. And I said, man, well, first off, tackle, they play 12-plus years, the good ones. Tackles, you know, they, they age to like fine wine, and to have a guy with his size and his athletic ability, but at the same time his youth as yeah. a whole of the position, well, it got me to thinking about another guy that we took in the first round a couple of years ago who was very young at his position. 
by the name of T.J. Watt. He was only an outside linebacker for two seasons prior to the Pittsburgh Steelers drafting him. And we've seen what he's developed into. So that was the part for me that made Bernard that much more intriguing. And ultimately, that's why I chose him with pick 20. Yeah, he was not available on either of mine. But he if he's there, pick 20, that's that's tough to pass up on. Because he yeah. he feels like one of those guys who can have an instant impact right away and, you know, be that anchor of the of your offensive line for 12 to 15 years. And just imagine when he actually understands what he's doing. Right. Just imagine when he actually starts to master that position right. mentally. Absolutely. That's the part for me why I was just like, man, that was so much potential. I just I could not pass up on it. No, I love it. You read a lot of that, you know, kind of like the potential that we talk about, about a guy like Malik Willis and how it feels like he's just scratching the surface. Like, I think you can mm-hmm. say the same thing about about him at the tackle position. Like yeah, he, 100%. I, I, I like Raymond a lot. I, I do. I think he's going to be a solid player. He feels like one of those guys that, you know, has very little bust potential, yeah. shall we say. And, and it's also a lot easier for a tackle to come in this league and play young and have success oh, early 100%. than it is for a quarterback to come in young in this league and have success. So that was the other part as well that I thought about when I was weighing these, those two guys in that decision. I absolutely love it. So we're moving All on. Right, what's second that? Round. Yeah. What are we looking like in that second round? So reminder, I took Malik Willis 20th overall second round pick 52. There were some intriguing wide receivers on the board. There were some Uh-oh. intriguing, there were some intriguing linebackers on the board. There were some Uh-oh. intriguing defensive linemen on the board as well, too. But Arthur Motes, I did not want to Joe Burrow young Malik Willis, all right? Oh, talk about it. So, with uh, the second pick in the 2022 Steelers Blitz Mock Draft 1.0, Wesley Euler. Oh, I'm going to Dylan Parham, guard out of Memphis. We're going to break mm. some face masks. Okay, okay. I like that. I like that. <sighs> you you immediately bring in a guy who can compete for day one mm-hmm. minutes. I also think, though, the beauty of this is it like it, you can sign a guard in free agency and still make this move in the draft because then, you know, you're you're creating competition for Dotson. You're you know, you're not you're not ruling out anything really. That was that. There weren't really t- any tackles left on the board for me that I liked there at pick fifty-two. Um, so, so, so I went Dylan Parham out of Memphis guard, a guy that again I think could play right away. Wouldn't procure you from from signing a free agent and would offer maybe some some needed competition in that in that position group as well too. Nah, man, I like that pick a lot, man. That that definitely makes sense <sighs> for me. Hold on, ready. Ah. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Thank you. I was like, don't don't leave my draft picks not having that sound, okay? I like the sound. It brings back positive memories for yours, true. But for me, man, I had a couple of guys on the board here. Um, Alabama uh, inside linebacker. Um, I'm going to get it from John Black on his name. Sheesh. But uh, Harris, that's his last name. Yeah, he was Harris. available to me. Yeah, he was – it was a Christian Harris. Excuse me. He was available. Christian um, who else was available during that time in the second round? Um, oh, Brian Asamoah, he was also available. Sky Moore, he was available to me as well. And then linebacker Chad Muma. For me, man, I ended up going with Chad because I said to myself, I thought that he provided me the best in terms of 
the size, the speed, and the coverage ability of all the linebackers. I thought that with uh, Brian Asamoah, I said, man, he's a little bit smaller than I particularly like. I don't want to pair a small linebacker with Devin Bush, who's already a little undersized. I thought about um, Christian Harrison. I said, man, I like him a lot, but he's still a downhill thumper. He's not really a cover guy. That's where he struggled, even though he ran fast at the combine. Yeah. Then I looked at Chad Muma, and I said to myself, man, him versus a Sky Moore. Granted, Sky Moore, I think, is going to come here and be a heck of a player, but I believe in Deontay and Chase Claypool. I've already seen Deontay take that next step in a sense Mm -hmm. in terms of just continuing to improve and grow, and I think he's going to continue to do so as well with Chase. So I said, man, Chad answers a situation. He answers a problem for us. He gives us speed. He gives us explosive athletic ability just based on the testing that we saw. We've already shown that he can cover based on what he did during the regular season and his tape at the Senior Bowl. And I just thought, man, he fits the Steeler mode, man. No nonsense. He's going to hit you if, yeah. if you come around that ball. I mean, just he looks like a good guy from everything that I've researched on him. So for me, man, that's ultimately why I went with Chad Moomin in the second round, even though he doesn't play at, you know, one of these – power five or you know sec caliber conferences i still thought that he fit this team the best no i i love that logic and i love the i love the balance of your of your first two picks there as well too look i'm and i'm glad this has played out this way that we haven't had any of the same selections to this point i know man that's good so far so good let's keep it rolling all right third round we're into the third round now on the Inaugural the uh, Steelers Blitz 1.0 mock draft. There it is. Arthur Motes, a couple weeks ago, I told you my theme for the offseason was trenches out. I wasn't lying. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to the Big Ten where they know where they know how to make them offensive linemen. All right, I took a Whoa. quarterback. I took a guard. And for the second straight year, the Steelers are going to go first three picks offense off the board. I took Nicholas Petit Ferrer, offensive tackle, out of the Ohio State University. Got my QB, got my guard, got my tackle. I'm ready to rock and roll. I like it. O H I O. Now, now go. hold on. Let's now settle. Go. It I'm already sorry, hurt sorry, my. It hurt my I'm soul sorry. a little bit I'm doing sorry. the V thing. I just don't. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, hold on. I'm sorry. Hold I'm, on. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You. Anytime I hear Ohio State, I get flashbacks. You know, that's my dog Shazier and Cam Hayward. Man, it, it was a brotherhood. I was San a part Antonio of the Ohio Holmes, State family. Baby. I was a part. I was a part of the family vicariously. Okay, <laughs> come on now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but for me, man. With the 84th selection in the third round, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Carson Strong, quarterback out of Nevada. Yes, indeed, because Kevin Colbert said one thing. He said, man, we're going to have four arms going into training camp. He said that we're going to bring in some time. Now, we talked about potentially drafting a guy. We didn't say what round it had to be. And when I watched Carson Strong, I said a couple of things. I said, number one, adversity. Mm -hmm. This past season, man, he played on a knee that he knew he should have set out for 12 months and missed this season. But he did it in six months because he said he couldn't let his team down. I want a guy that's willing to put it on the line for me. Yeah, yeah. I want a guy that's willing to sacrifice. But then he says, man, 
the season that I had, if I didn't have the season like that this season, I don't get an invite to the senior bowl. I don't get an invite to the combine. Well, he went out there and lit it up. And he said to himself, I couldn't even be the player that I truly thought I was capable of because I was a statue. I wasn't even capable of being as mobile as I know I can be. I said to myself, man, that's untapped potential. I say to myself, well, when I look at him from earlier years, he can run. He is very athletic. But I say, well, if we're going to give Mason an opportunity anyways, we don't need to draft a guy super early, but bringing in Carson Strong and maybe allowing him a redshirt year to get not just mentally in this system, but let his knee recover as well. Now you potentially have a steal. Now you potentially have that new quarterback in the wing that is going to be like what we're looking for, that has mobility and a cannon for an arm. That's why for me, man, seeing him in the third round, I had to take him. I love it. I love it. Ooh, the surprise pick from Arthur Motes. Well, well Kevin Cobra said we take, we're going to have four arms. He said, I'm open to trade. I'm open to free agency. I'm open to the in-house guys. I'm even open to the draft. But he said, we're going to have four quarterbacks going into camp. That they are. You got to have those four. You got to have those camp arms, baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, let's keep it rolling. Into the fourth round. Pick 138. All right, so I went offense with my first three picks, right? Steelers last year went offense with their first four picks for the first time since, like, literally Vietnam, okay? I mean, not quite, but almost literally. We say that that all the time. Ah, that's the first first time I've heard that name since Nam. Literally almost since since Nam. Since Nam. The Steelers went four four straight on offense to start things last year in 2021. Do I dare do it again? Oh, no. No, no. no. All right. All right. Come on. Come on. Come on. I went quarterback. I went guard. I went tackle. But the theme of trenches out. went running back. (laughs) (laughs) I went tight end. So it wasn't the receiver. (laughs) The theme of building from the trenches out continues because do, 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 do. Why don't we stay in the Big Ten? Uh Uh-oh. Why don't we stay with those Ohio State Buckeyes? Uh Uh-oh. I'm looking to bring in somebody that can help stop the run because newsflash, that was an issue last year. Yeah, it might have been a little bit of a problem. I took Haskell Garrett, interior Mm. defensive lineman from Ohio State, guy who's going to come in and be able to give me dozen snaps a game and help stop the run. Not like that. You have to have a run stopper, 100%. You need one of those guys, which is why for me in the fourth round, music, music. Thank you. That's why for me, I went to the defensive side of the ball as well. But this is my second time going to the defensive side of the ball because obviously I went tight end. I mean, I went tackle, Mm -hmm. linebacker, quarterback. So it only made sense for me to go cornerback. Out of LSU, Cordell Flott. Now, the reason I like Cordell is this. He is a true slot corner. And knowing that we have Akella Weatherspoon potentially coming back, I do think he is a guy that we have to resign and keep him here. Knowing that we already have a campsite, those are guys that play on the outside. Now, we don't know what the, the likelihood of Joe Hayden returning or not is, but I do feel like having a Cordell adds another piece to the equation. It just gives you another weapon. And ultimately, when you watch him play in the SEC, man, he has the speed. He has the quicks. He has the physicality. He's not afraid to tackle. And I just think that he is a different caliber of player in terms of athlete 
in that cornerback room in our slot room that we don't have on this roster right now. I dig it. I live my life by a few rules, Arthur Motes. One of them is cornerbacks from LSU are always a good thing. Oh, all right, there we go. I, I didn't know where you was going with this thing. I was like, oh, <laughs> me either. That was just one of those. I started a sentence and hoped that I found uh, it before we got to okay. the end. DBs from then. LSU, always a good thing. All good. Uh, no fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. Sixth round, similar logic as you. I wanted to continue to go to the defensive side of the football, and I, I, you got to add some corners in free agency, in the draft, wherever. You got to add some corners. To me, the best one available here at pick two oh seven. Do 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 do. I went with Jack Jones out of Arizona State, Pac-12 guy, um, who just faced a lot of air raid, spread it out type offenses, and had to do a lot of a lot of coverage stuff in his time out there in the desert. I'll take a chance on that guy. See if I can uh, see if I can coach him up and and uh, you know maybe find a uh, a diamond there in the sixth round. Yeah, without a doubt. I, I like that. Finally coming over and tasting that dark side a little bit more. We appreciate you for that. Thank you for not neglecting the Steelers defense in your draft, okay? Hey, we gotta have the duality. We gotta have the duality here. Yes, yes. So, music, please. Doom 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 doom. I thought about the offense in this round. I thought about Najee Harris in this round. And I said, man. Najee is such a nice kid. He's such a nice guy. He needs a running mate. He needs a buddy. So I went ahead and drafted running back out of Utah, TJ Pledger, because he is a good player. Obviously, he transferred from Oklahoma. Brings speed to the equation, man. Good vision and just a true true running back. Not in the sense of Anthony McFarlane, who we view as a potential pass-catching specialist who we really haven't seen develop. We obviously know what Benny Snell, he is more of a thumper, but he hasn't really had the long-term success that we would like to see from him. And the same goes for Kalen Balage. We don't have a TJ Pledger type running back, a guy that has the quicks, a guy that has burst in the speed to go the distance. So that's the biggest reason why for me, I said, man, let me get Najee some help because I do want Najee to play longer than two seasons. Yes. And at the rate he's going, I don't see him lasting that much longer if we keep giving him that many touches. Unfortunately, so I me, agree. T- so for me, TJ Pledger takes at least some of that off of his plate. I like it. We got a, just a few minutes left here. You want to go back to back with these Absolutely, let's rounders? do it, man. Okay. Absolutely, let's do it. So do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Oh, he didn't take it down, <laughs> I went from uh, you know, soprano to alto to soprano. I don't know, baritone, yeah, something I, like that. My father is. would be very disappointed in me right now. Can't um, believe this. So you know, I've gone to the secondary, I've gone to the D line, all over the offensive line and quarterback. At this point, I'm just kind of looking for a guy that I might think you know, he obviously fits a need, but but um, could be a diamond in the rough type guy. How about LeBron Ray, edge rusher out of Alabama? I'll take an Alabama mm, okay. guy in the seventh round. You, you need you need another edge rusher into that mix for camp as well too. You're you're still you know looking for some guys to emerge after your two quality starters. A former you know dynamite high school recruit had some success at Alabama. Didn't quite pan out you know the way they thought, but I'll take a I'll take a flyer on that guy. I'll add an edge rusher at pick two twenty one again with LeBron Ray out of Alabama. And then to close things out at 237, how about we go back to the secondary? Because, again, 
not just the Steelers. I know we think this is a Steelers thing. It's not just the Steelers who have struggled to draft corners. It, that's across mm-hmm. the NFL. Oh, it's so tough, I'll, man. It's tough now. I'll take some corners still and, you know, again, hope that maybe I can find a diamond in the rough, polish one of these guys up. Uh, give me Isaac Taylor Stewart. I'll take another Pac-12 guy out of USC. Okay, okay. Now this, concludes, right there, this concludes Mock Draft 1.0 for me. I like it. Well, give me my last little bit of music so that way I can read off my two draft boom, picks, please. Boom, 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 boom. So for me, man, with pick 221, I looked at Jelani Woods, tight end out of UVA, because number one, he has real time speed. Four three, uh, I think it was four three eight at the combine or four three one at the combine on the laser. That is flying. And to me, he has the size of a Zach Gentry, but he also is a proven receiver in the sense of, I think it was 44 uh, catches for about 600 yards this past season at UVA. I just couldn't pass up on him there. And then my final pick, I took a flyer on a a wide receiver that, you know, this is a wide receiver that I, I think has potential to be a really good player. It just didn't test as well as I would have liked. And that's Charleston Rambo, wide receiver out of the University of Miami. I like his tape. I like the speed that he plays at. I like the productivity that he had in the ACC. I don't like the fact that he tested a little bit slower than I would have uh, expected from him. I thought he was going to be a 4-4 guy, potentially a 4-3 guy. Ran in the 4-5, 4-6 range. Wasn't as impressive there. But to me, I think there's some untapped potential with him. And that's why for me, man, I would definitely, you know, that's why I'm going with him as my final pick to wrap up the official Steelers mock draft 1.0, baby. And with that being said, I think my draft is better than West's draft. But you know, y'all could be the y'all, y'all could decide that. But I think I won. I'm throwing it out there, throwing it out there. Okay, Sc- shoot us uh, shoot us screenshots of your mock drafts too. You can tweet. Yeah, tweet us. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, we want to see yours. Hey, 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 hey! And you can send those tweets to at the body fifty two. The body. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. It is that simple, baby. But with that being said. This is it for today's show because we're not working overtime, baby. Not in March. I don't care who got signed and who got traded and who got released. We're not doing that today, okay? So, big time shout out to my producer, Mr. Wesley Euler. Bing bong. Then I also got to give a big time shout out to the Power Grid, the Megawatts. I know y'all listening to us and, you know, y'all are with us live vicariously. So, we appreciate y'all as well. Also want to give a big time shout out to my partner in crime. Mr. Wesley Yuda. Here it is. So, with that being said, man, you already know where to find us. As always, on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, Steelers Nation Radio. Peace.